Welcome to the Not Just Health and Fitness podcast with Helena. I'll be talking all things health and fitness, but not just health and fitness. I'm expanding from the basics to encompass everything under the umbrella of living your best life while sharing insights into my personal journey along the way. Let's get into today's topic. Hi friends, welcome to episode number four. This is a really exciting episode, my first guest episode with a very special guest. I'm actually interviewing my mum today about her fitness journey and I'm so excited to be able to share that with you. Hi mum. Hi, how are you going today? I'm very good, very, very good. I want to go straight into your fitness journey. Um, Let's start from the beginning when you very first started working with me. I guess, what were your intentions or thoughts then? Um, What sort of mindsets did you have around training and fitness at that time? Uh, So at that time, I wasn't uh, training regularly in my martial arts and I'd put on a considerable amount of weight. I wanted a quick uh, weight loss opportunity and you happen to be looking for a crash test dummy and I thought you beauty I'll do this for a few weeks and then I'll go back to my normal lifestyle. (laughs) So that was while I was training or doing my coursework for my training certificates and yeah I did need somebody to practice on and and mum had been talking about you know feeling uncomfortable with her weight and, and things and I was really hoping that I could encourage her with this fitness lifestyle and that that is wasn't just training that was also starting and learning from the very beginning with tracking your food and my fitness pal how was that at the very beginning uh, i i didn't think i was ever going to get the hang of it i thought this is all just too hard um and you were very good because you encouraged me to just um just keep doing it and and the more i recorded things the easier it would get and that was exactly right i didn't understand all of it at first but i thought i'm going to trust your knowledge and hopefully learn from you and and work it out as i went along and i think it's like 1900 days I've tracked now (laughs) consistently mum is actually my most consistent client and with a lot of people in the industry you'd know usually when you train family or you coach family they're often the least compliant or the least committed especially if they're getting the service for free and it can be really hard to get get some somebody who's compliant who's not sort of just paying for it or influenced by you in a different way and so yeah super cool to have my mum as an example of what happens when you're just compliant to the process and especially when we talk about your training journey and the fact that you've got arthritis hips knees feet and how training was at the beginning talk about how how you felt training initially like physically and what's different now uh so initially i thought this is almost all of it was just too hard. I couldn't get full range of motion. When I'm looking at the videos of how any particular exercise needed to be done, I thought how I'm doing it doesn't look like that. I'm never going to get it. Frustrated. Um, I wouldn't wouldn't even let you uh, video me doing anything because it just looked so awful. Um, But I wish I had now because now those ranges of motions have improved and I'd love to be able to see the difference. Mm. With your lunges, I remember you used to be like, I hate lunges being in my program. And uh, it was because your range of motion was so limited. And I remember sort of just telling you, like, just get to the edge of where your current comfortable range of motion is. And with your programming, I, I intentionally put lots of pauses in. Obviously, the program is tailored to you being a, at a beginner at the beginning. Um, but put pauses in at that end of range motion, which let your body learn that that's safe. And now 
and along the way I remember when you very first sent me the video when you had actually gotten a full range lunge for the very first time and your back knee hit the floor and you actually cried with pride for yourself <laughs> um, but what other exercises do you remember being super hard at the very beginning that now come a whole lot easier to you? Uh, so deadlift uh, was was so difficult because, um, well, first of all, just even picking up the 20 kilo bar, um, I struggled to do. Um, and then when I was gradually building up weight, I didn't have the grip strength to hold the bar for anything more than about 40 kilos. Um, and we trained together yesterday or mm -hmm. the day before and I was doing 70 kilo deadlifts without any straps so <laughs> that's that's a huge difference to me and, and I just I find it difficult to believe myself that there's been that much improvement in my grip strength in my leg strength just from doing the thing yeah it was just a matter of doing a thing showing up and applying progressive overload and that's something that you've always been very good at is just looking at adding that little tiny bit more to the bar or that one or two extra reps whenever you could as often as possible and that progressive overload little by little a little makes a lot and it's been incredible to see and I don't think you actually understand how impressive it is that you can deadlift 70 kilos and I'll point out with very very good technique by the way like the the course core stability and the actual lift itself the technique is essentially perfect and uh, I posted that on my Instagram yesterday it's just so not normal and I know that you sort of get in your head sometimes about how slow the progress is or like I don't feel like I'm making progress in this area but I'm like hold up and zoom out for a little bit because what you could do before versus what you could do now and what you can do now compared to the average woman in her 60s is very very different and I know that I often use like this sort of expression or statement like go walk around a Westfields and find one other 60 odd year old woman who can do what you do and um, it's just totally different um, I want you to go into a little bit like what's your routine like being able to fit this in obviously you still work full-time you're not just somebody who's staying at home and has all this extra leisurely time talk about like your morning routine and how you fit this into your life um, so obviously my, my my aim is to fit in four workouts a week um, and I leave home just after seven o'clock in the morning to get my train for work. So to be able to do that, I wake up at four o'clock. I have something light to eat because I don't, I don't like to personally train without some fuel. Have something light to eat, let that settle. Sometimes I take a pre-workout, sometimes I don't. And I aim to get into my little home gym uh, by five o'clock so that I can work out for an hour to an hour and 20 minutes before I have my shower and get ready for work so that's how I manage to fit it in if I've had if I've got to get into work early I might skip a morning workout and uh, have an extra rest day midweek and then do my workout on Saturday and then that would be a little bit later in the morning so yeah I try and wake up at four o'clock Monday to Friday to get it in yeah and that's I think the important thing for people to recognize is like it is possible if you make it the priority and it wasn't probably always easy for you to be getting up at four was it was that when you were training when we very first started as well uh when we very first started uh I think I was it took me a while to work out how to to fit it all in and I, I was only doing three to start off with mm -hmm. because that was all I committed to initially um because I wanted if I was going to commit to it I wanted to be able to do it um, so I think I did one or two mornings and, and a weekend. So, uh, 
I only woke up early one or two days a week and, and slept in a bit later the rest of the, uh, the week. Mm-hmm. The other thing I wanted to ask, uh, sort of outside the training itself, but as a result of the training and of eating well, and I guess the high protein is, is another part of it that I'm just so glad that you are consistent with because at your age it's more important and that's another thing I think a lot of people don't realise or don't associate with is that as you get older your protein requirements actually go up, but the trend for most people is to eat less and less protein as they get older. But eating proper meals, tracking your calories to make sure that you've got you know, enough fuel. Um, you're probably eating more than most women your age and be- being able to maintain your weight and obviously getting that protein and things in and doing this training. How does all of that affect you in your life beyond how you look? I feel, I feel like I've got more energy than I had, you know, five or six years ago. Um, and I just find that I can I can focus more as well. Just being more well fueled uh, just lets me do a lot more things than, than I did before. Because um, I think when I first started with you, I was trying to eat less, eat less, and then I would binge eat on something that wasn't as good for me health wise. Eat a whole bar of chocolate or two bags of chips or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas now, it, because I'm having more filling meals on a regular basis, I'm less likely to do it. I'm not saying I don't ever do that because <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, th- I think it's just made me more consistent in, uh, in everything that I do. And the other part of that, like physically, um, I guess I know that you've mentioned before, like how easy it is to get up off the floor now, which is something that is a real security as as your child, as your as your kid, to know that my mum has a lesser risk of falls. And if you do have a fall, you are in a position where your skeleton is stronger because of the weight training that you've done, and also that you have the strength to get yourself up off the floor Whereas the the common trend, once again, is that above 60, the falls risk increases ras- rapidly. And for a lot of people, that's got the risk of, say, like breaking a hip or something. And even if there's not a major injury, a lot of people really struggle to get off the floor. Um, you've mentioned like you used to have to sort of turn turtle to get off the floor. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and have sent me a video a few times where you're like, I've just sat down on the floor to do my cable face pull and I was able to get up the floor just by using, you know, one hand rather than having to turn all the way over and little things like that are, are important. Do you mind if we talk a little bit on the falls, I guess, and how that hits you sort of emotionally or that that gives you that bit of security when we think about uh, our auntie helen's falls oh absolutely um so it was really uh heartbreaking for us watching uh, my sister's health decline and she did have a couple of falls especially in that last year where she was unable to get up off the floor and that was a real motivator for me because um, I don't think she would have had some of the health issues that she had if she'd been able to get up off the floor by herself, whether that was turning turtle and being able to pull herself up or just use a hand to, to push up off the floor. She simply didn't have that strength. So that was a real, uh, it did, it hit me hard and it was something that that has become part of my why. I, I want to have the strength to get up off the floor by myself should I have a fall. I want to be able to uh, run around and lift up my grandchildren, not have them have to come to me and climb on me. I want to be able to be active 
active in my older age and and that's part of my why that gets me up at four o'clock in the morning mm, it's so impressive and it's so real um what would you say to other women around your age who maybe think that weight training is is for younger people only and they're they're maybe too old for it and it and it doesn't matter or it's not going to have any impact oh i i think i would have said something similar myself that oh that's for the younger people that's for people who bodybuild don't want to get too bulky all those things it's like i've been training hard for five years and, and we're just starting to see muscles now it's it's you can't possibly get too bulky training a few times a week um i think weight training has also helped my body composition change so at the same weight i am now i looked very different the last time I was this weight. So it's definitely got a whole bunch of benefits as well as the strength aspect. And I think just start, commit to something small to start with, and then you can tick that box off. And if, if you feel good about it, you can add some more in. But just start, don't wait. There's never going to be a perfect time. The time I started was actually a, quite a upheaval time in our family life. And it would have been easy to say, I'll wait until it's less hectic to do it. Uh, it's just like people say, I'll wait until the new year or I'll wait until Monday. Start now. Just do it now. Mm. And I think, yeah, back to that sort of little by little, a little makes a lot. And the progress that can be made over a year is incredible. But people sort of look at what they have achieved in a month and go, oh, this is not working fast enough. But you've got to think about how many years of decline is there already and how many years does it take to undo that? But um, even with your arthritis, there'd be other people, once again, your age, who think that the fact that they've got arthritis or they've got bad knees or something like that is a reason to not start. What would you say to them? Um, I think that doing strength training has really helped my arthritis, uh, especially we did sort of some prehab type things beforehand, uh, building up muscles around my knees to, to help those uh, ranges of motion. So um, I am in less pain now than I was five or six years ago. I, I don't take anti-inflammatories unless I've had a flare-up um, and, and I manage it really well. So uh, if you've got those kinds of issues, you know, if you'd prefer to see somebody who specialises in that, great. But movement is everything because if you don't move it, you lose it. Mm. Um, uh, can I just talk about my stride yeah yeah so before I was working with Helena um, I had noticed myself walking past a window and I saw that I was kind of shuffling almost like my sister who was 20 odd years older than me I wasn't taking a full-length stride so I was already kind of making a conscious effort to take a longer stride but it hurt my hips and it hurt my knees and it hurt my feet um, and now I I would say that my stride is a similar length now to what it was 20 or 30 years ago. So that has been from building up strength little by little. It wasn't straight away and it was, oh, I didn't notice it. I didn't notice it happening, but I can see it now. Mm, yeah. And once again, that, that, that more confident stride, literally lifting your feet when you walk rather than shuffling, once again, less risk of tripping over. Um, and you are actually quite active with with finding ways to get more movement in in your steps around work tell tell them what what you do with that um so i work about 20 minutes away from the railway station so 
I have a 15 or 20 minute walk in the morning and in the afternoon. Uh, but I also make an effort over lunchtime to, to walk around the park. There's a lovely park near where I work. So I do at least one lap of the park, sometimes an extra block. And I aim to get my 10,000 steps in at least five days a week. Often it's more like 12 or 14,000 Monday to Friday. So average over the week is well and truly 10,000 a day on the days that I'm working. Mm. And um, I know that we were sort of talking before about how aesthetics is not the, the main thing, but there's definitely been a change in your body composition over this time. And a comment that I've heard you make before is that you look a lot more feminine now with the extra shapes that we've built. And it's not the main thing, but you are you're the shape of you now compared to the shape of you before training. Because I know a lot of people would look at you now, look at your shape and look how fit you look and look at me and go, okay, they've got good genetics genetics but if you compare your shape to other members of your family and how the shape that you were before it's totally different right absolutely absolutely my waist is smaller but the fact that we've worked on upper body strength I've got you know I'm broader at the top so it gives the illusion of that hourglass type shape and um, yeah who doesn't like to feel more feminine right? yeah absolutely and so like muscle has given you a more feminine shape than what you had previously more of a you were starting to lean towards more of an apple body type and now we've got those waist to hip ratios which is not just nice because it looks more feminine it's also an indicator of health to have that greater hip to weight waist ratio and yeah if you look at all of your sisters it's not not necessarily the same shape and you can attribute that to your weight training is not made you look bulky we've built muscle but we've built it strategically in areas that were going to help improve your function and also in areas that we're going to build that sort of hourglass athletic physique um on physique and where you're sitting at with your confidence i've got a team photo shoot coming up soon and you have decided to jump on board in that you've never done anything like that before right absolutely not um it's it's kind of exciting and kind of scary um it also gives me some accountability to make sure that i stay on track um, I'm pretty excited because I'm I'm fairly sure I'm the oldest member of the team. Um, we might have one other mum who's closer, kind of close in age to me, but pretty much it's all ladies in their uh, late twenties, thirties, and um, I want to feel part of that. I want to I want to feel beautiful, exactly how I am, and I'd like to be able to record that. The only other time I've maybe had, you know nice photos taken has been my wedding day or the, the wedding days of my children that are already married uh, but I've never done anything like that so so something new and scary let's step out of our comfort zone <laughs> I love that have you got any other messages to sort of put out to anybody who's on the fence about starting a, a, a training program whether that be working with a PT in in person or starting with online coaching what would your advice be um, I think it's really been helpful for me to have accountability uh, because it's easy to talk yourself out of things if you feel like you're going to let somebody else else down that's a, a bit of a motivator and we know that motivation doesn't last for a long time but the fact that you're going to check in with your coach once or twice a week and uh, know that you've not only let yourself down, but you've let your coach down if you haven't been compliant. That's just one more little thing to help you stay consistent. And um, you know, none of us are perfect. We aim for the 80-20 rule. You be compliant most of the time. 
and you're going to see big changes. It's it's so important. And the aim of uh, most coaches is not uh, not that you work with them long term, but for you to learn enough so that you can continue this journey on your own with little to no guidance. Uh, so there's education involved in it as well. And you can go out on your own and, and work out, oh, I, maybe I need to reduce my calorie intake just now because I'm being less active. Maybe I need to increase my calories because I'm wanting to build more muscle. These are things that you learn along the way. So having a coach will A, help you be more accountable and B, educate you to be able to move forward on your own. Absolutely. On that education piece around nutrition, what are some of the hacks that you've learned over the years as far as wanting to manipulate things to be able to contribute to uh, like a weight loss phase? What are some things that you could maybe say? I know, that, for example, we often talk about, you know, swapping out sweet potato for pumpkin. Suddenly you can have double the amount of volume on your plate. What are some other things that you've picked up along the way that make it an easy tool to be able to manipulate things for the result that we're targeting at the time? Um, so initially, increasing protein helps with improving how full you feel. Um, I wasn't eating anywhere near enough protein and didn't realise it. So increasing protein has helped. Um, and learning other food swaps like things that we were scared of or things that I was scared of was, oh, potatoes, they can't possibly good, be good for you. They help you feel so full. I love having potatoes. I probably eat more potatoes when I'm trying to be in a small deficit than I do in, in a, a, a building type phase. Um, I like to include things like egg, egg whites that help with uh, increasing protein and helping you feel full. Um, having at least one big salad a day in a weight loss phase. I can have a huge meal, huge meal with, with all different salads. Um, that's going to make me feel full on very little calories. And I wasn't aware of just how much of that I could do. Or even like the, the dip that you made the other night, which would normally be made with sour cream. You swapped it out for Greek yogurt, knowing that it tastes similar, but has quite a different macronutrient profile. Um, things like that. I'm always impressed with seeing you come up with little macro hacks and it's it's really, really cool. I think I'll probably wrap us up there. Uh, thank you so, so much for, for sharing with me. I know that a lot of people are going to benefit. For anyone who has tuned in, if you got any benefit out of this episode or if you think someone else will, please share with somebody else else if you've got any feedback for me or questions helena underscore underscore sly on instagram is where to find me to make any further podcast requests give me feedback or of course if you want to inquire for coaching until next time much love mm -hmm.